Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The trip across to the Bay Area on Christmas Eve did not turn out to be a waste of time for the Baltimore Ravens. Because on Christmas night, on national TV, they sent a message to the San Francisco 49ers and to the rest of the NFL that they should be respected. The four Ravens picked off 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy four times in their 33-19 victory. I'm Mike Wells with ESPN New York Giants reporter Jordan Raynon. Jordan spent his night in Lincoln Field in Philadelphia. I bet you Jordan That's you right. probably, bet you probably wish you were out in the Bay Area um, covering a more um, a game between two teams that have Super Bowl aspirations instead of one team who's already making uh, vacation plans and another who's trying to struggle, trying to get things going in the right direction to try to get back to the Super Bowl and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is my expertise, Mike. I am a master at covering meaningless <laughs> games for the team. You know, this is this is this has been, you know, decades worth of uh professional development here for me learning how to handle these kind of situations so you you basically have a phd in covering bad football teams garbage football (laughs) greeny on espn radio the espn app series xm channel 80 and your smart speakers smart speakers by saying play espn radio jordan the, the game of the weekend you had the two best teams the one we waited for right yes i mean the last game of the weekend 11 and 3 Baltimore Ravens, 11-3 San Francisco 49ers. The Baltimore Ravens have been waiting for this opportunity because as you talk about Super Bowl contending teams, you're hearing, you're thinking, all right, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to get going at some point. Tua, Tua mm-hmm. Tunga Viola and the Miami Dolphins. Maybe this is the year they finally get back to the Super Bowl. Sure. The Eagles are talked about. But nobody has been talking about the Baltimore Ravens. I know it's only a regular season game. It's only one game in a 17-game season. But it seemed to carry a lot more weight on Baltimore's side than uh, maybe some other teams may have looked at it. Yeah, that was a statement game by the Ravens. I think that's pretty clear. This is a team that has been playing well. They were the number one seed in the AFC even coming into this game, right? So it's not like they haven't been playing well. They're they're on a winning streak. They won like eight and nine coming into the game, uh, four straight. So they're obviously playing really good football. Lamar Jackson's playing great football. That passing game is more explosive than ever. They come into this game. And everybody thinks the big, bad 49ers, they're rolling everybody of late. When everyone's healthy, no one can handle the 49ers. And guess what? The Baltimore Ravens, who, by the way, have the number one defense in football, went into San Francisco, and they smacked around the 49ers or Santa Clara or whatever. It's not even (laughs) near San Francisco. If you've ever been there, places like three miles, you know, I mean, 300 miles from San Francisco. But... They made a huge statement here. A, that they're a real, legit Super Bowl contender. And that, two, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, I said that. The best team in the NFL is the Baltimore Ravens. They went on the road and beat the team that everybody thought was the best team in the league. So, 
Watch out for them in the playoffs. They have it all. They have the defense. They have the offense with Lamar Jackson and that passing game. More weapons than we've ever seen. And Todd Monken really has uh, made a difference there. Their, their, their passing game is at a level we have not seen under Lamar Jackson. So, so let me ask you this. What was more impressive for you last night? Okay. Was it you've alluded to Baltimore's passing game? Lamar Jackson, twenty three of thirty five, two fifty two, two touchdowns, and probably the most important stat: no interceptions. Or the fact that the Ravens' defense intercepted Forty Nine ers quarterback Brock Purdy not four times, but three times in the first half, where mm-hmm. San Francisco's defense was keeping them in the game. I mean, Baltimore really didn't blow it open until the third quarter. So when you had to take give it a, a game ball, would you give it to Lamar Jackson or are you going to give it to that Ravens defense? I'm giving it to the Ravens defense. When you intercept, the, when you get five turnovers, and look, I understand this because the whole I covered the Giants, so the whole Tommy DeVito they win three straight games. Yeah, the defense produced twelve turnovers in those in those three wins. Right when you're producing four turnovers a game, you should win. Right, you're you're getting a huge advantage. Short fields left and right. You know the defense is producing points. That when when that happens, your chances of losing are minuscule. And this Ravens defense, I don't think people realize how well they have been playing this year. They are number one in the NFL, allowing sixteen point three points per game, which kind of gets lost and, and, and flies under the radar. Right? You think of the Ravens nowadays. This isn't like the Ravens in two thousand. You think about the Baltimore Ravens, though, they run the ball and they have Lamar Jackson. You know, they have Odell Beckham. They're throwing the ball around. You know, their offense kind of steals the headlines. But that defense, they proved them. And how well was Brock Purdy playing? Right? He, he was, he was, yeah, listen, they were talking about him as an MVP candidate. Yes. Well, yeah, and, that, 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 that ended after, after one, <laughs> one real week, right? 42.6 passer rating for Brock Purdy in that game. Lowest of the season. So you got to give it to that Ravens defense. To me, when you do that, you're not losing, Mike. You're just not. Listen, Brock Purdy went from being an MVP candidate to looking like Mr. Irrelevant in the draft <laughs> last night. That's what he, that's what it looked like. You, you know what? I'm with you in giving the game ball, an MVP game ball to the Ravens defense. Not not only did they just dominate the way they did, they did it on the road. They went on the road and did it. It'd be different if this game was played in Baltimore and they had the crowd behind them and they were excited and they were energized by the crowd. They silenced mm-hmm. that crowd in Santa Clara and had the, the 49ers looking like a whole home football team. But I'll tell you this. You said the Ravens are the best team in football. Lamar Jackson, he knows how good they are, but he also, he also remembers what happens back in 2019 when he was the league MVP. You just need to keep going, keep staying locked in, and keep staying focused. Because, you know, we, we know what it was 2019. You know, we was playing against guys like this, winning games, winning, winning regular season games. And when the time came, we didn't finish the season. So we just going to keep taking it a day at a time, you know, practice at a time, and the game at a time. That's all I'm focused on right now. Hey, listen, that's, I, a, that's, I, a dude, that's a dude recognizing he's got to do it in the playoffs, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, because you, you think that's about it. That he, is. He, he wins MVP in 2019, and then Derrick Henry comes in and just runs all over those Baltimore Ravens. And listen, I know they probably enjoyed themselves on that cross-country trip back home to Baltimore after the game last night, but they got to think about what's coming ahead of them Huge on New Year's game. Eve. A New Year's Eve game against the Miami Dolphins, the team that is breathing down the Ravens' neck with hot dragon breath, trying to get that number one seed in the AFC. So I like how Lamar is thinking and saying, hey, 
ooh, let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's take our time. Two more games left in the regular season. Dolphins at home and then against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who all of a sudden with Mason, Mason Rudolph looked like an offensive juggernaut, juggernaut against the Cincinnati Bengals last weekend. So I like the mindset they, they have. But with that said, what we can, that's what you and I get paid to talk about the Ravens being the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Let, let's be realistic, though. Who, who, I'll ask you this question. Who do you think can beat the Ravens in the AFC playoffs this year? Because, look, we have, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are not the Kansas City Chiefs we used to know, right? Do you really think they're going to go into Baltimore and win that game? Jacksonville, who's basically, you know, pooping their pants here late in the season. And they're, they're, they're eight and seven, uh, clinging to that division by the skin of their teeth. Who knows if they're even going to make the playoffs at this point? Cleveland going to go on the road and beat them with Joe Flacco? Like, who's going to beat Baltimore? Listen, here, the Kansas City Chiefs might try to sign you to the practice squad at wide receiver because they think you might be able to catch I got, the football. I got, I got some <laughs> You have some, some hands. Moves. Listen, yeah. as you look, at the, you look at the makeup of the way things are in the AFC right now, if the playoffs were to start today, you know, I'm sure the Colts have to feel good because they beat the Ravens early in the season as the Ravens you were trying to find them. You think they're beating the Ravens no, in the playoffs? No, 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 no. You think they're beating the Ravens in the playoffs? Hey, 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 heck no. I, 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 do gotta give, I do have to give credit to the team I used to cover. They did beat them when the Ravens were still trying to find their identity. But as I look at the landscape of this, I think there's really only two teams in my opinion. The okay. Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Cleveland, you got Joe. You think hey, Miami hey, can do it? Hold on. You think Miami can do it on the road for I think they. Might, I think if they're the home team, I think Miami could do it. Well, exactly. If they that's have to why go on the road in the playoffs. I don't know. And, I don't that, and that's that. why. And that's why this game this well. weekend in Baltimore is huge. But look at Cleveland Browns. Hey, Joe Flacco is a hell of a story, but he's also Joe Flacco, thirty-eight yeah. years old. Their defense ta- is great, but we t- we t- you hey you got to put some points too well rounded. Yeah, Kansas City. We know how you know we they. I don't even know they can't find their identity. They they might ban Taylor Swift from attending any more football games. <laughs> the Jack Jacksonville yeah, that's Jaguars. It, that, that's <laughs> the reason. That's the reason they're losing. Yeah, the, okay. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. They're in a, a complete tailspin. I don't even know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. The Colts. Hey, great story. Shane Steichen deserves some Coach of the Year um, votes. But come on, let's be real. They got all backups out there right now. Um, Houston Texans. CJ Stroud's got to get back on the football field, but they're not going to beat the Ravens. So, two teams: Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. I think are the only two legitimate threats because the, the uh, Chiefs can't snap their fingers and all of a sudden figure things out. Yeah. No. The it's, look. When you have problems, and we'll get to the Eagles later because they fall into this category as well, and you're going into week 17 with kind of the same problem that's been lingering for weeks and weeks and weeks, you don't just all of a sudden figure it out in week 17 and week 18 of the season, right? So it's hard for me to believe all of a sudden the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and look, I'm not going to completely count Patrick Mahomes out yet because the, the, the dude is the best player in the NFL, but it's hard to see and envision them finally putting that offense together with those receivers, with those weapons around them, with the way the offense has, has been playing all year, really, for them finally to put it together and to do it against a team like the Ravens if they happen to meet them on the road against the top defense like Baltimore's. Like, good luck doing it in that spot. Like, what, <laughs> what, what tells you that that would happen there? You know, uh, I, I, I'm in 100 percent agreement on you. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Not able to listen to all two hours of Greeny today? Catch up on both hours of the show and the Greeny podcast. Available daily wherever you get your podcasts. The Baltimore Ravens 
ended Christmas night with the best game of the weekend in the NFL, in my opinion, going on the road and completely dominating the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 33-19. to 19. Impressive performance. Ravens sitting with the number one seed in the AFC. Jordan Raynon, who covers the, the uh, New York Giants for ESPN, he doesn't look at the Baltimore Ravens simply as the best team in the AFC. He looks at them no. as the best team in the NFL. Yes. So with that said, so basically you're saying the best team in the NFL. So are you trying to say when the season is done, Lamar Jackson will go from representing himself in the offseason, being able to keep every penny of his contract, winning MVP, and then holding up a Super Bowl t- uh, trophy? You think, you think that's a good year for him? You think, you think that worked <laughs> out well for him? That's pretty darn good. So no, hey, I'm hey, so you think no, that's going to happen? No, I do. I think they're the favorites. I mean, look, I still I'm not counting out San Francisco, right? When it, if they, those two teams meet again in the playoffs, I have confidence that the 49ers can play a better game. It just wasn't their day. It's one of those days. I mean, everything Brock Purdy threw kind of you know it was in traffic, bounced up in the air. Next thing you know, intercepted. Like they made a key mistake early, and it kind of just went downhill from there. Now I'm not saying I still don't. I'm still wishy-washy. Like, if they played in the Super Bowl, I still might pick the 49ers. Now, I feel a lot better about the Baltimore Ravens after just watching that. Now, we'll see what kind of uh, adjustments they can make the second time around. But here's what we know about the, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, right? Kyle Shanahan is the biggest front runner in NFL history. What? What? When he when they're losing in the entering the fourth quarter, his record's like 1-60. Oh, my God, Jordan, Jordan. If they're not winning, if if they don't have the lead and it doesn't go well early for them, they're not coming back. I mean, look, one in in 60, I mean, they're not coming back. He's he's not. That's not enough enough evidence for you? Hey, I'm biased. I'm I'm a homer. You might as well say, hey, did you get some San Francisco 49er pajama pants for Christmas? I love Kyle Shanahan. And so do I. I but he's, I'm, a, I'm, he's a, the ultimate front runner. Like that's his thing. Get the lead. You know, run the ball. Put him away. You know, efficient that, passing isn't, offense. Isn't, isn't that they the goal? Come though? Back. Is, isn't that the goal though to get the lead and hold on to it? There's nothing wrong with it. He's just a great front runner. If he's oh. behind, they're not coming back. Oh I mean, that's what the that's what that's what history shows with him as a head coach. It's, right, it's I, not I, even hey, debatable. Listen, I don't I, see I, how it's I'll, debatable. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. How you outraged by that? I'll give you those stats. We'll come back to that later, but we're going to switch gears because Jordan mentioned the Eagles, one of their star players, says 11 wins doesn't mean crap with the way they're playing. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See, every one-timer, every touchdown, and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Here it is, four seconds to go. Taylor is back. Taylor is looking. He steps up. He starts to pump. He starts to run. He is diving around. He is loading up. He is firing, and it is intercepted by the Eagles, and the game is over. It is intercepted by Keely Ringo, and the Eagles finally have buried their three-game losing streak, and they have their 11th win of the season. That call is courtesy of Sports Radio 94 Whip in WIP in Philadelphia. I'm Mike Wells with Jordan Raynon. Jordan, you were in Philadelphia last night at Lincoln Field when the Eagles ended their three-game losing streak with a 33-25 victory over the New York Giants, but something you, you were talking before the show that you would have thought the Eagles lost that game, that they weren't, that they had just suffered their fourth straight loss instead of, you know, moving in, you know, staying in first place in the NFC East. What was the mood like at Lincoln for a team that finally ended that skid? Yeah, let me, let me tell you something, okay? You would never know from what's going on in Philadelphia at the moment that that's an 11-4 team. Tied for the best record in the NFC, by the way. In first place in the NFC East. That's not that's not the feeling you get when you're in Philadelphia. That's not the feeling you get when you watch them play. That's not the feeling you get when they watch when you watch their sideline when guys are arguing with each other. You know, when guys are on the field, literally two guys ran into each other on the opening kickoff of the second half. They fumbled the ball and gave the Giants the ball at the at their own thirteen yard line. Then their guy slips, pick six. I mean they made some key mistakes in that game. Now they were still able to win because they're still a very talented team, still a very good team, but something is just not right in Philadelphia. Remember last week, Mike, we heard that comment from Jalen Hurts about questioning the commitment right, of guys on this team. And like I said, week 16, when that happens in week 16, 
and you haven't been able to fix that already, something's wrong. And, and you just, just watching that team, it gives you a bad vibe. I mean, just listening to them after the game, it gave you a bad vibe. I mean, listen, listen to Devonta Smith here. Yeah, we got to live with I'm at. It needs to be better for what I want to do, what everybody else in here wants to do, where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, you, you think about it. You think about it. You look at Not J- where they want to be. If you were just looking at the stat sheet, if you were just like one of those box score gurus, and we all know, we, you and I have covered sports for a long, long time, simply looking at the box score does not tell the entire story. You look at Jalen Hurts' stat line, mm-hmm. 24-38, 301 yards, one touchdown, one interception that, that ended up being a pick six. and only I'm sac- not really sure that was his fault, though. But, hey, listen. Dallas Goddard just fell. He right. slipped. He I mean, slipped, he was but it, it, it's, it's still slipped, an interception, yeah. though. But, but if you look at the stat line, you, you're, like, you're like, okay, Jalen Hurts had a very, very good game, 301 yards. Mm-hmm. But from an offensive standpoint, it's just they don't seem to have that same kind of click. Um, and, and this is not just a one-game thing. It, it's one of those things that appears to be going on for quite a while is it be the fact that Shane Steichen is no longer on the staff. But it's clear that head coach Nick Sirianni – also sees the same things as he talked about the things they need to tighten up. We're upset about those things, and those are definitely the things we need to clean up. And I think, you know, we we have to clean those things up. Like not coming off the field fast, right? That that's just got to be something that we that we do on every on every single punt in case they go fast like that. You know, Hassan's Hassan's penalty. We're, we got to be we got to be legal on that, and and we want to get the hit on the quarterback, but we have to do it legally. All those things are th- what I feel. What I feel fortunate about is all those things are easily corrected, and we got to get them corrected. He says easily correctable things, those types of things. But this yeah, has been a it's, it's been, about, those, those are those are simple penalties he's talking. about. But I think there's a bigger problem. And what what you're you're you're, you're in the NFC East, so I know that was the first game between the Giants and the Eagles last night. They play again in two weeks. What is the biggest concern? For the Eagles, what is the biggest roadblock inside that organization that can stop them from getting back to the Super Bowl this season? There just seems to be frustration. I mean, you talk to people around that team and around that building, there's just frustration building up, right? Last year was fun for them. It was. It seemed different. They were the up-and-comer, right? No one expected that from Jalen Hurts, right? It was a great run. You know, everything was going well. This year's different. The expectations are now greater in Philadelphia. They came into the season, they they were basically were they the Super Bowl favorite, right? Even mm-hmm. even though they, they didn't win, I think they were the Super Bowl favorite entering the season. So now everything's different, and it's been a grind. They haven't had been able to win easy, even against teams like the Giants, the Commanders. I mean, they're grinding through these games, and so little by little, things keep happening. I mean, like AJ Brown said he didn't want to talk after the game yesterday. You know did he, why? He didn't have anything good to say, right? They won, Mike. They won on Christmas. He had nothing good to say. That just shows you something is not right there. It's just it, the I, I feel like the pressure is building on this team, and they're not handling it great. And Jalen Hurts' turnover is obviously also a big thing. You're talking about 18 turnovers now this season. He had eight, eight all of last year. What I What I like about this is, the Philadelphia Eagles simply aren't looking at it and saying, hey, what are y'all worried about? We're 11-4. We're one of the best teams in the NFL. <laughs> they realize things aren't right. 
We, you know, I, I can't stand a team where they clearly have so many so many flaws, and all they want to talk about. Well, we won the game. We won the game. Look at look at our record. We're sitting pretty. No, they acknowledge that they have flaws. The biggest question mark is, can they flick, fix those flaws before the postseason starts? Because just getting to the playoffs and saying, hey, we, you know, we didn't get back to the Super Bowl, but we got back to the postseason again, that's not going to cut it. They set a standard by getting to the Super Bowl, and they Jalen Hurts would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl if it was not for Patrick Mahomes last year. So they have to get back. They can't falter and lose to San Francisco twice in one season. They can't lose to the Cowboys again. They have to get back, and it's going to be up to Nick Sariani, a guy that some You people, think they could do it? You think at this point in the season they're just, that, that they, could, they could turn it, flip that switch? That is, that is a damn good question, but – I'm gonna say, say I'm again. I'm showing my bias the same way I did with Kyle Shanahan. I love me some Nick Sirianni. I covered him for a number of years when he was the Colts' offensive coordinator. I love his confidence, his cockiness that he has behind him, and his desire to want to get it fixed. So I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I mean, they have the pieces, right? They're obviously some. They have the pieces there, so I think it's not out of the question they can do it. Something right now just seems wrong. And they have, what, two games against Arizona and the Giants. Pretty good competition to, to get a fix against, right? I mean, heading to the playoffs. That should, that should be two more wins. The Eagles should finish the season with the most uneasy 13-4 and four record <laughs> of all time. I mean, seriously, they're going to go 13-4. and four and, I, and trust me, I drove home. And listening to some Philly sports radio, you listen to sports radio there, and you know Rome is burning. Mike Wells, <laughs> Rome is burning in Philadelphia, and, that, and, that, and that's and that's what that's what happens when you play in Philadelphia, where they had the most some of the most passionate NFL fans, actually, and sports fans in general in the nation. But you know what, Jordan? Let's go from the NFL to the NBA, which usually dominates Christmas Day. Yeah, they, they took over. That's the thing. I mean, you, you think you think about this. It has always been about the five games going between ESPN and ABC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing LeBron James on television, getting a game at Madison Square Garden, you know, still my favorite NBA arena league, to having pushed to the side by Patrick Mahomes and their problems, Jalen Hurts and their problems, and then a complete domination by the Baltimore Ravens. I think I, I did watch. I, I I wore my thumb out. I completely wore my thumb out looking at it going from NBA and NFL games. But I still got my fair share of NBA games. I mean, did you? I know you were at the Lincoln, but did you get a tease of any any NBA games? But before we do that, we do have ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler on the phone. Tim, I appreciate you joining uh, Jordan and myself on uh, on the air. Hopefully, you had a great uh, Christmas day. I had a great Christmas day. I agree with you. There was an awful lot going on with the uh, bowl because you had NBA, NFL, right? You, you're time with family, so somebody's got a Christmas movie on they want to watch. <laughs> you had all, I had all kinds of stuff going on yesterday, man. But I was able to take in a, a great, great day of NBA basketball. There a lot of really compelling storylines from yesterday, too. With, with that said, what was, uh, of all the games, I mean, between you had Steph and the Joker out there, you had Boston and the Lakers, Milwaukee and um, 
Milwaukee and New York. Nick, you, I mean, excuse me, Milwaukee and, and the Knicks, and you also had Philadelphia and Miami. What was your big? What was your biggest takeaway from what you saw out of those games? All right, so I think the best performance was the Celtics because they went into L.A. and, and usually, if Anthony Davis plays that engaged, that hard, is that productive, that dominant, um, and he was with a forty point thirteen rebound game. They win those games, and, and Boston really never allowed the Lakers to feel like they were going to be in that game. Um, so that was the most impressive performance. But the thing that stood out to me the most, I think, came out of the last game of the night, Dallas beating Phoenix in Phoenix. Not so much that Dallas won the game or even that Luka dropped 50 in one of the greatest uh, Christmas Day performances we've ever seen. It was about Kevin. And as I'm watching the game, and this was early, this was first quarter, I start taking notes. And I'm going, what is wrong with Durant? Because he looked overtly uh, frustrated. His body language was terrible. He looked demoralized. He looked defeated. He did Mm. not look like he was into it. He did not look like he believed that they could win this game. And this was early in the game. And and it's just so rare to see Kevin Durant like that. I don't know if I ever recall seeing Kevin Durant like that because I go back even a few years ago when they played the, the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs when he was in Brooklyn. Do you remember he almost beat you know took on that team single handedly um, with with Kyrie out James Harden on one leg and Kevin Durant's out there trying to keep them afloat by himself against the Milwaukee Bucks and so to see the way he looked yesterday and to watch another star shine the way Luka Doncic did and 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 he pale in comparison to that in a marquee game like that really told me a lot about the state of the Phoenix Suns right now and the state of maybe Kevin Durant's psyche. And look, I understand Bradley Beal, they've only played 24 minutes together because Bradley Beal's been out all year uh, with Booker and Durant, the three stars. So we can't really make final judgment on this team until we see those guys for a while. But uh, it just really kind of stood out to me from the day. That was the thing that the number one storyline to me was, wow, what's going on with Kevin Durant? He only took 11 shots in the game. I mean, they had a role player, Grayson Allen, took 22 shots. It, it goes to show you the lack of engagement that Durant had and maybe with the way he feels about what he's seeing on a daily basis and the Suns' chances to contend in the West. So I, I think that was a very, very big storyline and something that needs to be uh, kept an eye on here going forward. So speaking of that, thanks for joining us, Legs. Have Merry, Merry Christmas, by the way. Uh, speaking of KD. Thank you, appreciate it. Woj reported that he's frustrated by his supporting cast, right? And you just said it just doesn't look right at the moment. How patient do you have to be with a group like this at this point? Because like you said, there are some new pieces there. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I, I think if if the frustration is with the lack of supporting cast, I just think it's just not fair to the supporting cast. Okay, when you go out, three stars, okay, that are capable on a, any given night, when, when, when Beal finally plays, you're talking about penciling in on a bad night 70 points. So on a good night, you're talking somewhere between probably 85 and 100 points. Between players, okay, they're going to dominate the ball. They're going to make every single... Uh, initiation of the offense will come through the last. Well, when you add a Grayson Allen to the mix, who's who's a big-time spot-up three-point shooter, and he's more than that. He's, he's, he's a competitor. He can slash, cut, but he's mainly a shooter. You add an Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon to the mix, who's a professional long-distance shooter who can spot up off of them. Eubanks is a guy that I've really grown to love in, in their front court, very active, good shot blocker, good rim protector. You've got Josh Okogie. Who, who's a, basically a 3 and D guy, but he's a very good perimeter defender. I'm looking at their supporting cast, and I'm saying, you know, they went out and they added pieces that complement those three guys. Now, 
Now, and I'm not even mentioning Nurkic, you know, as, as the center, who's more than serviceable. He's a guy that's a highly productive center. So I'm looking at their supporting cast and go, well, what more do you need? It, it's just at what point do star players just have enough? My goodness, you're always wanting more. You just went to a team that's now got the most firepower at the top of the roster than any team in the NBA. And I get you're frustrated, Kevin Durant, that Bradley Beal hasn't played. That's a whole different topic. If you're frustrated about that, that you're under 500 in a loaded Western Conference while you're waiting for Bradley Beal to come back, okay, that's that's one thing. But to start, if it's true about the supporting cast and lack thereof, I'm just shaking my head at it, saying, well, how much is enough supporting cast with what you went there to sign up to play with? So I just think right now it's, it's, it's a bad situation. And who knows if he's feeling the connection with Frank Vogel or not. I'm not sure that was the, necessarily the best hire for that job. Um, I think they need a little firmer hand with, with what they're trying to accomplish. So there's a lot going on in Phoenix right now, but I think the criticism of the supporting cast is a little unfair. Certainly when you compare it to the Boston Celtics, yes, nobody's as deep Celtics. When you compare it to the Denver Nuggets, the world champion, yes. But those are the two teams favored to win it this year. Phoenix isn't quite on that level. So nobody has the supporting cast that those two teams do, but I think they've got enough in Phoenix. So if that's his issue, I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. You just be, you were already Jordan Raynaud's favorite uh, NBA <laughs> ESPN NBA analyst. Him now you are right. miles ahead KD of problem. everybody That's what else. I said before as, as you, you make him mention. He believes KD's no issues with KD also. So you are miles ahead as far as favorite ESPN NBA analyst for um, Jordan Raynaud. Before we let before we let you go, Tim. You've mentioned you mentioned the Boston Celtics and how impressive they were last night beating the Lakers. Um, are they the best team in the NBA right now, or is the road still going to go through Denver and with the Joker out there and the, and the Nuggets? Yeah, look, when it's all said and done, you know Denver very well could be the favorite as you head into the playoffs, but you're still talking about a few months away. As we sit here today, the Boston Celtics are the best team in the league, and it's primarily because of the versatility and the, and the, the two-way dimension that all five guys in the starting line, right, what they give you, because – this was a team that already had two star forwards in Tatum and Brown. And both of those guys, by the way, they get after it defensively too. So they, they take the other end of the floor seriously. So you've got two guys that are your, you know, that's where the offense is going to run through. They're already all stars. You know, Jason Tatum's an MVP candidate most years, and they defend. You already have that. Now you go out, you make a decision. Well, we're going to get rid of Marcus Smart. We're going to get rid of Robert Williams. Well, these are two of the best defensive players at their position in the entire league. So what do you do to replace that? Well, how about we go out and get Drew Holiday, who most people consider to be maybe the best perimeter defensive guard in the league. So you basically replicate what Marcus Smart gives you defensively, and he's a significantly better offensive player. So that's what you replaced him with. You go and you lose Robert Williams, what do you replace it with? One of the best rim-protecting bigs in the league in Christoph Porzingis, who, by the way, on the other end of the floor is a matchup nightmare because of his size, shooting ability, and then you can even run post-up offense through him the way they did yesterday. So you, you got significantly better, even though you lost two key defensive players. And then Derek White is another guy. He didn't come in this year. Added him last year. Derek White, again, a big-time pressure player, been in a lot of big games, and defends and can give you 20 on any given night. So when you look at the five guys that make up that starting lineup, no team in the league has that kind of offensive versatility combined with five guys that all like to play defense. There's just no team that can really match that. 
So right now, I'm looking at Boston and saying you can win a game any number of ways. You can you can light them up from the three point line, which they do a lot of nights. You can win the isolation battle if that's how you want to play. For certain possessions, you've got two of the best in the league to do it in Tatum and Brown. You want to get points in the paint, we can get to the rim, or we can throw the ball into Porzingis in, in post matchups and take advantage of that. Or if we're not having a good offensive night, hey, guess what? Another way to win, we can go win on the other end of the floor because we can guard. There's not another team in the league maybe outside of Denver that I can say all of those things about. And I still just look at what this 35 can do, and I think it's a slight, slight notch above Denver's. But the continuity that Denver has with those guys, you can't really overstate how valuable that is. So as we sit here today, Denver's second place in the West at 22-10, and 10, Boston 23-6, best record in the NBA. I think the Celtics can lay claim to be the best team as we sit here right now. But obviously a lot can change over the next few months in terms of how you view Denver and their ability to match up with them. And maybe even a team like Milwaukee or Philly, if they make a move, potentially close that gap with the Boston Celtics in the East. Hey, Tim, we really appreciate you taking some time. Hopefully uh, you'll spend the rest of your day eating leftovers and uh, watch more NBA action today. Oh, no question. That's exactly what I plan on doing. <laughs> and it's my birthday today. It's my birthday. Oh, hey, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. That's kind of – does that, like, ruin the gifts you, you've gotten in your life? Like, is, is Christmas always like – Oh, yeah, like... yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man, <laughs> definitely. It's like the yeah. afterthought, the most anticlimactic day on the calendar year. Thank you very much. That's my birthday. Awesome. <laughs> um, hey, Tim, have a great one. Appreciate it again. All right. Yep. And happy birthday. <laughs> I feel hey, like as a kid that would upset me, right, because you get all the Christmas gifts. And then your birthday's the next day, so they probably they probably you just like always combine them into one, yeah. and you're like, oh, there you go, here's all your gifts, and you feel like you're losing, you're losing it, you know, you're you're yeah. you're getting shorted. Yeah, you got lefty. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. It's the last great AFC dynasty done. That's next with Jordan Raynon on Mike Wells in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And happy birthday! With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. <laughs> and listen, going out definitely in another city, potentially. Potentially. Be a part of Greeny Nation on a Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one the fans deserve. I'll tell you this, Jordan Raynon, who covers the New York Giants for ESPN, the fans deserve. The fans in Kansas City probably think they deserve a lot more from what they're seeing out of their Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs kicked off Christmas Day by laying a gigantic dud. Kansas City, the city known for barbecue, has some burnt brisket, some overcooked ribs, and some nasty pulled pork. The way the Chiefs nasty. and it all. Yes, that's how. That's pulled how pork the, is nasty? No, it's great. Oh, but in that's a good how the, way. And it, that's, nasty but that, in a good way. No, but that's how the Chiefs looked. It's like when you had that. Haven't you had dry pulled pork or any dry brisket? That's what the Chiefs are looking like these days. Losing three of the last four oh, games. I thought you were taking a shot no, at Kansas City no. pulled pork. I'm like, what? No, I, I, I love how it. I, lo- I love it down there. But I am taking a shot at the Chiefs as they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders 20-14. to 14. Do you even recognize this Kansas City team, the team that has been so dominant in the NFL? With Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback? No, this is this is a Chiefs team that we haven't seen since Patrick Mahomes became the quarterback. I mean, he had a thirty-one point six QBR in this loss to the Raiders, right? A loss where, I mean, Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders threw for sixty-two yards, and they still won. They still beat the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, three of his five worst QBR games of his career have come this year now. Against the Bills, the Raiders, and the Eagles, uh, yeah, you, I don't know how you watch the Kansas City Chiefs offense right now, and you're not concerned with what you see. How about this, Mike? They're darn lucky that their division stinks because otherwise, th- that would be in jeopardy right now. That's that's the, sh- the depth of their struggles. They're lucky that they're still in the division lead. Yes. The Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I don't even know. I don't even recognize this Chiefs team. Uh, I'll let you know. Greeny is presented is uh, presented by Progressive Hotline. I'm Mike Wells along with Jordan Raynon. But you think about this, like you said, the Raiders offensively, from a passing standpoint, they were ugh, yucky. But when you're able to force two turnovers in basically seven seconds to go ahead and put them on their heels, I kept thinking at some point. Mahomes and them, they're going to get going. But the Raiders on fourth down, they were incredible. A couple key stops in the second half. And instead of giving Kansas City momentum, the the Raiders basically, they, they locked in. They got focused, and they held on to it. It's impressive what Antonio Pierce is doing as the interim coach of the Raiders. But I, there's a there's the, 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 the bell, the alarm bell should be sounding in Kansas City because as of right now, 
This is not a team that looks like it's going to is in position to make a run at winning consecutive Super Bowls. Should have been sounding for weeks, though. This has been going on and on and on with this Kansas City Chiefs team. If you watch closely the Patrick Mahomes in that game, he was holding the ball forever, running the ball you know, more than usual because he, A, doesn't have confidence in his receivers, and B, nobody is open. He's averaging 2.97 you know, seconds to throw this season. That's the longest of his career. So he is just not comfortable, which you never see, by the way. And we haven't seen this from Patrick Mahomes at any point in his career. That's the thing with Patrick Mahomes' career. It just skyrocketed and went straight up, right? There's never been like a curve where it, like, it goes up and down. It's been all up for Patrick Mahomes. This is the first time that they've kind of had a dip. And yes, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. And we're blaming it on his weapons. They're not good enough. Plain and simple, Mike. But at the same time... He's not as comfortable in those weapons, and the result is he's not playing as well. And you saw that again against the Raiders on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, he simply said he, he has to play better for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's the mistakes offensively. I thought defense played a good game. It's two mistakes that uh, gave them two touchdowns there down the when you're backed up in their red zone. So um, you just can't do that, especially when defense is playing like they're playing. So I just got to be better in that sense and not making those mistakes and uh, try to find a way to play the game um, in the best way to win it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes, he was at his best tucking the football, Jordan, mm-hmm. and trying to run and scramble. That's what he was at his best doing out there. And when you don't have confidence in your receivers, because those guys simply, they're not catching the football. When you don't have confidence in your receiver, you're going to tuck it. Unless your name is Travis Kelsey. And even then, Travis Kelsey is starting to show his age a little bit or showing that yes, he he's getting, or he's getting kind of soft in the romance side, one or the two. But that's what happens with the Chiefs. Did the 49ers open the door for everyone else in the NFC? That's coming up next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.